Welcome to Business Talk, Sister Doc. I'm Becca. And I'm Ruthie. And today's episode is how to start a videography business, part one. Today we have a guest we are super excited about. His name is Noah, and he is going to be talking to us about some things. Tell us what you do, Noah. Hey guys. Uh, yeah, thanks for having me on. I, um, I guess basically what I do is I make videos for a living. That's the, that's the short of it. Yeah. Short. What's the long of it? What's your business name and give, give yourself a little plug. (laughs) Sure. So my name's Noah. I run a small uh, video production company called 218 visuals. It's based out of Duluth. Um, therefore the 218 part of it. Um, Primarily what I do in the video uh, sphere is I film weddings. So that's probably about 70% of the kind of videos that I shoot is uh, weddings, weddings, more weddings. Um, And then intermixed kind of in the winter and just randomly throughout the year, I do just some other promotional stuff, sort of some subcontracting subcontracting, uh, with uh, like real estate companies and sort of different uh, creative aspects with um, different companies locally. Um, so yeah, nice, awesome. Um, so Noah and I know each other um, for we've known each other for a couple of years now, and it's I love seeing all of your stuff on Instagram and stuff like that. I love um, liking it, sharing it, telling my friends. I'm always like, whenever anyone needs a videographer, I always um, tell them about you guys. Or oh, you nice. and- I appreciate it. Yeah. (laughs) So now we're going to transition into the why you do what you do. Um, So tell us about that. Why did you get started? You know, how I got started was sort of a weird beginning. Um, I think the first video I ever made, I was an intern at this. um, I was a marketing intern um, down in the Twin Cities. And I honestly just ran out of things to do. And um, they had this event coming up and I was just, I don't even remember why I said it, but I was like, Hey, let me just make a promo video for, um, this event. And I mean, I didn't own a camera. I don't I don't even know if I like I had a very good cell phone or anything, but I ended up making them this really super cringy, I'm sure promo video. And, um, but I really enjoyed actually the process of it. Um, and I still have the video somewhere. I'm just like, I refuse to watch it until like the time is right, you know, but um, from there, it just sort of turned into a hobby of just, you know, if I'd go out of town or go on a trip or something, I'd just make these little dumb videos and, uh, you know, just watching other people do it on YouTube and sort of basically just taught myself while I was uh, in college. And then, um, and then one day I just saw a post on Facebook of someone, uh, someone was asking for, a videographer for their wedding and I was like oh yeah that'd be cool or whatever and but she was like oh we'll pay you uh 250 bucks and like <laughs> at the time you know that was just like a ton of money so I was just super stoked on it so I reached out and whatever and she ended up hiring me even though I'd never done a wedding before and um I knew how to make videos I guess that was all that she cared about and um it went super great. And, uh, I, yeah, I think, um, for me, it just like why I do it is like, um, I just love to create things. And so that's, um, that's always been a big part of, um, 
what I get out of life, I guess, in terms of uh, enjoyment is, you know, before a video, it was music. I'm a big musician. And so um, I think just the, the art of like creating something that didn't exist before is just um, sort of the thrill of starting with a blank canvas and, and then seeing the finished product is, is super awesome. So um, it kind of just started randomly. Um, it wasn't like I woke up one day and was like, I'm just going to start filming weddings. It, it just kind of happened where there was a need for it. And then um, once I did one, I just uh, threw it on a website and people sort of flocked to it. And um, yeah, kind of took off pretty quickly. So, so is like $250 like really low for, for doing that? Because I think that's low. Like I would, I would definitely like jump on that if somebody said that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's insane. Like I, I, I would never <laughs> recommend that anyone ever take that low of money if they're starting a video, uh, you know, business or whatever. But, um, but I will say that if you have no experience and no, no portal in something, um, it's sort of a, it's a hard ask of people to charge, you know, an exorbitant amount if you don't have anything to show for it. So um, I think it was um, a good first step for me, but um, definitely 250 is like, I mean, I spent that money um, before I even showed up on a new lens just for that, just for that day. So um, well, that's good that you like, in equipment. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So it, it didn't last very long, but, um, and I knew that going in, I knew it wasn't like, I knew it was below market rate or whatever, but, um, uh, yeah, at the same time back then, like 250 bucks to me, that was just like, dang, that's <laughs> insane. But <laughs> and it's good to have that kind of incentive for, to start out. I know with our little sister, Mia, she, um, has really been wanting to get into graphic design. And, um, so Becca was like, if you make these graphics, I'll pay you for it. And she told me, she was like, Mia told me that she was thinking it was going to be like 10 bucks. And Becca gave her like 50 bucks for it. And she was just ecstatic. We had this yeah. family meeting the other day and she was like, I have an update. I got paid $50. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, for real. <laughs> um, okay. So you had kind of mentioned that you threw up a website out there, which is um, an understatement because you, one doesn't simply just throw up a website. You have to put at least <laughs> a little bit of work into it. Um, but that sounds like kind of how you initially started getting your name out there, but tell us a little bit about how you started getting found by people. Yeah. So um, I think luckily for me, I, at the time I was working um, for a, sort of a web development agency. So I had, I have a pretty strong background in like website design and stuff. So, um, yeah. Uh, so for me, I guess throwing a website up was, um, <laughs> I guess easier than it would be if you're not familiar with creating websites, but, um, that, that's basically what it was is I, I made this quick little website and I put my one wedding video up there and, um, and basically I, I connected a Google search console thing for to put ads in. And uh, so I ran ads on Google. I think I spent uh, something like, I spent like 200 bucks on ads. Um, and I ended up booking, um, I think 25 weddings just from that, um, from the $250 of ads that I put in. Nice. Uh, but 25 weddings for the following year. Yeah. Which is insane. I mean, 
Um, yeah, it, it was so crazy. In fact, that I had to, I just quit. Um, like I was working like two or three little like part-time jobs and I quit all of them at once because I realized like, <laughs> uh, I was going to be about to be insanely busy with all of this. Um, and so, yeah, it, in terms of like the business side of things, like, yeah, I didn't all of a sudden just decide to start a videography business. It's sort of, I got, I feel like pretty lucky. Um, but also I had, you know, a decent skill set to, um, you know, to show off the video and I had the, the website too, which helped get my, uh, get my name out there. But yeah, it, it definitely sort of happened a lot quicker than I expected or ever thought it would. And yeah, it's kind of, I haven't really thought about it since then. So it's kind of funny to think that it's, that was three years ago. Uh, so, um, huh. yeah, it's been a, it's definitely my life took a strange turn when I <laughs> made that website, but, mm. um, but it's been awesome. Like I, I swear I have uh, one of the best jobs, at least for me. Um, it's just super fulfilling and yeah, I, I definitely, uh, don't regret it at all. I love what I do. So. Hmm. Yeah. So when you're talking about you built the website, you're using Google ads, what, what other platforms did you choose to advertise on right away? Or those are more primary ones, or did you have like any kind of other stuff you were doing that you started messing around with like YouTube, um, Facebook, anything like that? Um, I, I might've ran a few ads on, on uh, Facebook as well. Um, but in that first year, um, I'm trying to think back now. I don't think two and eight visuals existed that first year. I think I was, I was just doing it under my own name. Um, and so I don't think I even had a Facebook or Instagram. Uh, I must've had a YouTube, but I've never really tried that hard to promote my YouTube, honestly, which is kind of funny because it's a video platform, but, um, <laughs> Yeah, I'd say like pretty much all of the business I got was running um, ads on on Google. Um, and then ever since then, like since that I spent that, uh, you know, 250 bucks or whatever, and I booked those 25 weddings. And then pretty much all my business since then has just been from referrals from those people, um, which is kind of a nice thing about uh, uh, doing like an event-based sort of wedding side of videography is just like, there's always getting people or uh, there's always people getting married, I should say. And, uh, um, and so, you, you know, the people that are at the wedding, they see the wedding video, et cetera, et cetera. So it kind of just, uh, spreads on its own, but, um, yeah. So I, honestly, I haven't advertised in a, in a long, long time. Okay, so I have a question for you about something you mentioned. You said sure. that you yeah. were doing it under your name and then you decided to transition to two and eight visuals. How did you do, why, why did you make that decision and what made it more strategic for you? That is a good question that I'm not sure I've put a lot of thought into actually. Um, I think part of it was wanting um, to get my name off of the videos um, and sort of, uh, I, at least in my perspective, like I'd rather <laughs> hire two and eight visuals to make a video rather than Noah Penn to make a video, if that makes sense. So um, I think part of it was just to make it feel a little bit more 
professional rather than just a guy with a camera, which, you know, it's all I am really is just, <laughs> I happen to own a camera and know how to make videos. But um, I think having a name and a logo and sort of a more professional, um, professional-ish, I should say, um, like appearance is, I don't know. I just felt at the time, it just seemed to make sense. And um, honestly, you know, there wasn't much thought put into it other than that. So <laughs> that's a very good answer. But. So when you first started kind of getting more into um, the wedding side of thing, how did you build your network for that? Did you talk different um, wedding planners and things, or you've just kind of haven't had to really do that either? Yeah, honestly. Um, yeah. Like I said, um, so much of my business has just come from referrals from uh, the brides and grooms that hired me in that first year that, um, you know, the, probably the main networking that I do is with photographers that are there on the wedding day. So, um, because I work so closely with them, um, on the wedding day, it's, um, it's sort of, uh, <laughs> it's kind of funny. It's almost like being signed at like a random partner for a group project, you know, because we kind of show up and a lot of times I have, haven't met the photographer before. So, um, but anyways, that's kind of the networking that, that I do is just meeting them and getting to know them. And then sometimes they'll uh, send me people that are looking for a video videographer. So, um, but in terms of like wedding planners, I mean, I know a few, but um, I don't really have a, like a working relationship with many wedding planners or, you know, uh, florists or even venues. I know some of the venue owners, but um, a lot of times they're not super involved in like picking, you know, what you call wedding vendors, I guess, for the couple. So, so I've met a lot of people, but honestly, like in terms of the business side of things, it's, uh, it just comes down to um, word of mouth from the people that hire me. So. So do you have like business cards and stuff or how people just know you because you were there and then they go check out your website? Yeah, I, I mean, I have business cards, um, but it's funny. I've probably handed out like two business cards in my life, um, which is just so funny because, you know, it's so exciting when you make a business card and then you order them and you get them in the mail and you like, I don't know. I even have right in front of me on my desk in my office here, I have a little holder that my mom bought me for all my business cards. And uh, <laughs> it's like, sometimes I look at it and I'm just like, I don't even have these. They're just... <laughs> I don't know, it's kind of useless, but um, anyways, uh, how people see me from those weddings is mostly like the bride and groom sharing the video that I make for them on their social media. So um, if they don't ask the bride and groom directly, like, oh, who did your wedding video again? Um, they can just look it up on, you know, their Instagram or whatever and uh, find it pretty quickly. So nice. um yeah, that happens all the time. And also I have, um, there's a bunch of Facebook groups uh, for uh, like wedding planning in the region in Minnesota. And so um, I, I don't know who they are because uh, wedding vendors aren't allowed into a lot of these groups, but I have like a small army of people that have been recommending me. And uh, I always kind of wish I, I knew who they were because I get all these um, message message requests um, from people who are like, oh yeah, this person recommended uh, me to you 
from Minnesota Brides or whatever. And it's mm-hmm. like, man, I, I wish I knew who was out there, like really plugging me because it, it happens um, all the time. You mentioned that you are kind of like thrown into a group project with a different photographer every time. So how does that normally go? And like, what would you recommend to somebody if they're going to do that? Um, how do you be a good group project member, basically? <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. Um, yeah, so most of the times that in terms of like a wedding shoot, um, it's uh, the couple will hire a photographer and a videographer separately. So um and usually there's so many photographers in you know minnesota that it's pretty rare that i work with the same one like over and over again it's usually a new photographer so um we work pretty closely throughout the day um getting a lot of the same shots you know so like (laughs) honestly a lot of the day i'm just like shoulder to shoulder with a photographer you know or their second shooter or something and um which is kind of fun it's kind of fun to having like uh, another camera person to just like you know you just talk about gear if there's just like a minute of downtime or whatever but um it, in general it's like yeah it's a really uh good experience and you can um you can get really get creative too if like uh, you know one person runs out of ideas of like different shots to get um you can just like bounce ideas off each other so um, it's definitely an interesting dynamic of like, um, two creative people like working together, you know? So mm-hmm. I was, there's different levels of like, I don't know what you call like synergy or just like clicking on a creative level, but, um, <clears throat> yeah, in general, it's like, it's a super fun experience to be able to work with people like that. So, yeah. So when you started out, what software did you use to begin with? Um, I've exclusively used Adobe products, um, mostly because that's just what I learned on um, was Adobe Premiere for video editing. And um, so I haven't really tried anything else, honestly. Um, that's not to say I wouldn't switch in the future, but yeah, Adobe Premiere is, is what I use. So. so you had mentioned like getting to work with people and um have that kind of creative energy how do you get inspiration for um what you do yeah so i think um a lot of it comes down to i think you sort of have to start looking um like with your eyes as if though as if you're the camera if that makes sense so a lot of it is just having like looking for creativity in um spaces that might initially not seem that uh you know uh graceful or beautiful or whatever like finding angles and just different like um depth of field things to uh create sort of these little cinematic moments um i think that is um that comes back to like the creativity thing of like why i do what i do is mostly i just love the the process of taking you know something that didn't exist like a a blank video project and then being able to tell a story through it. So I think um, mostly the the inspiration kind of comes from just within you and like a drive to just create something in the day. So 
in your videos, you kind of have exactly what you said, like these little cinematic moments. Do you tell the people that you're video or you're taping what to do, or do they just kind of figure it out on their own? It's a yeah, it's a mix. It's probably um, I try to include as many like you know what you call candid moments, I guess, with people um, on a wedding shoot. But you know, realistically, like if you see a wedding video, you know, you see like two people walking through the field at sunset or something. It's like, realistically, they probably wouldn't be doing that unless a photographer was telling them to do that or a videographer. So it's a little of both, but um, when you're like posing people, I guess, um, I think a videographer is looking for a little more uh, motion than maybe a photographer would. That's not always the case, but I try to keep things as organic and just, I don't know, even if it's just silly of just like running or jumping or just like, um, you know, spinning around or something, just trying to keep things like not super rigid, I guess. And that sort of helps to, for people's personalities to come out a little bit too, um, in a video. So, so it's both. Yeah. To answer your question. Yeah. I think that the next shoot you do, you should do one where they go through a field and then one where you videotape all the ticks all over the front of the field. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for real. Well, that's a good transition into our doc portion. And before we do, you guys, this is a two-part episode. We're going to get to a bunch more technical information about running a videography business in the next episode. So definitely check it out. But Noah, I am super excited because... <laughs> He sent us an email saying he had a great idea for a story. Actually, he didn't even know if it was great. I think it's great. (laughs) He's going to tell us about a secret shopper experience. (laughs) I'm so excited. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, first of all, I I never said this was great. I just, I was like, oh, I don't know. (laughs) This might, this is just something weird that happened to me that I don't know might fit the segment. So, (laughs) yeah. So basically, last summer, let me let me go further back actually in general i'm a really slow uh shopper when it comes to things like i'm always checking the price per ounce on things i'm i'm matching up ingredients and um so whatever i'm i'm with some friends in target and we're looking at uh is either soaps or like mouthwash or something and i kid you not we were looking at whatever we were looking at it was like 25 minutes and um I had arms full of stuff. Like I'm carrying all these giant soaps because Target was all sold out of, um, you know, their cheap, cheap little soft soap things. So I, I have like, my arms are full of things. And I'm just like, man, my arms are really tired. And so I was like, I'm gonna go find a basket for us or like a cart or something. <laughs> and so I, I leave the section. And I, <laughs> I go hunting for a basket and I see one like, way so, down hang on you're gonna you're yeah. carrying all this heavy stuff and then you want to get a basket so you can carry it all but in a concentrated with a handle <laughs> yes but i understand like i'm like cradling like like a baby like all this stuff <laughs> in my arms and so i'm just it's just i was just like yeah i was like enough is enough i need a basket um so i find this basket on the other end of the store and uh I'm walking back to my friends and all of a sudden this guy pops out from like behind a, uh, an aisle, like in home goods, uh, like he's like hiding in the pillows or something. And he's like, <laughs> he's just, he's like aggressively like 
accosting me, like saying that I'm like been watching him, that I'm, uh, you know, whatever. He basically, he thought I was a secret chopper and that I was, you know, like undercover police or something. Um, and that I, I've been harassing him for the last hour. And I was, I didn't even know what to say. I was like, so just honestly, I was a little bit tilted right away. I was just like, are you serious, dude? Just because he was so aggressive about it. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what to tell you, man. Like, I, I'm just here shopping with my friends. Like, do you see all this soap that I have? And, <laughs> and he just starts going I've been off. Busy. About, yeah, I was like, I was, I've never seen you in my life, dude. And um, whatever, he's he's just going off and off about how he's going to report me to target management for, you know, this profiling and all this stuff. I'm just like, go ahead, man. Like, my name's Noah. Just tell it. Like, <laughs> it's like they don't know who I am and. Uh, whatever so i i just left him there he was still just fuming and it was super weird and as i'm walking back i realized i was like this honestly this is not the first time it's happened to me because <laughs> no <laughs> i had a i had a flashback all of a sudden i think i just suppressed it out of my mind but it it legitimately happened to me before in high school with this lady in like coals or something and it was like the same thing i was just taken forever looking at these like I think it was like sweatpants or something. And I was like looking at all these different sizes and she did the same thing to me. She's she out of the blue, she just pops out and she just starts yelling at me. Like, you don't have to watch me. You know, I'm not going to steal all these clothes. And I'm just like, look, lady, I don't know. It's, it's, it's the same thing. So I don't know what the deal is, but apparently I'm like, I look suspicious to suspicious people. I don't know. <laughs> What you have to understand is that Noah is like one of the most chill people ever. So just the 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 <laughs> thought of somebody getting in your face is just very comical to me. <laughs> yeah, and like my reactions, I'm sure is like I, I don't even know. It's just, it's just such a weird thing to have someone like accuse you of something that's like so blatantly false. It's like how do you prove that? You know, it's just like somehow I felt like I was doing something wrong i was like wait no let me prove it but then it's like wait i don't have to prove anything to you you're obviously like insane you know but also my only proof is this basket of soap <laughs> yeah it's like look at this soap that i have i can't be <laughs> that's so funny uh, okay well thank yeah. you guys thanks for being with us no this episode we will be coming back again for more technical stuff next week so um we will see you all next week can't wait <laughs>